Well, good afternoon. I am Koyo Kuo, and we are back. <laughs> it is uh, such a pleasure to see this small auditorium so full again. And uh, as a producer, I have the experience that the first edition of any project is always the easiest. One is often driven by an uncontrollable excitement and energy, and one is drawn to the unknown and pushed by the limits of the forces of motivation to make something happen. The general public is uh, attracted by the newness of the event, the unexpected, and if you did your job somehow well, uh, and with a bit of luck, you are successful. Then comes the second edition, which is always the hardest, because you have built expectations that you now have to meet. So we are back. That means maybe we were a little bit successful last year. Forum is a very special section of uh, 154 for sustained conversations that aim at being a space for discussing critical matters, not just with regards to artistic production, but also the systems and mechanisms that frame it with a particular attention to how these ways within the fragile equilibrium of contemporary art in a globalized era. I am often asked to justify the need for an exhibition or a project that exclusively defines itself as African and features works and intellectual production by African and African descent professionals. Aren't they just artists, filmmakers, writers, social scientists, critics, curator, you name it. Shouldn't we try to support and promote African artists and intellectual production by legitimizing them beyond their identification as African? Should an artist's cultural origin be part of the analytical and public reception of his or her work? If an artist's work is not African in content, does it matter that he or she is identified as African or Africa-related? And the answer to all these questions is yes. Yes, yes, and yes again. Why? Because the highly celebrated globalization with the so-called disappearance of boundaries as well as the reality of unlimited immediate access to knowledge of everything in real time has, however, not taken us to the dreamland of utopia yet. And it is important to remember our struggles and celebrate our differences, to remind ourselves, particularly here in Europe, that we still have far to go. I think I do not need to justify this statement, 
the fact that an internationally acclaimed artist, and I am speaking of Sami Baloji from Lubumbashi, is not granted a visa to enter the UK to participate to these talks where he was invited to, where he is represented by a well-established gallery in Paris, speaks for itself. The fact that the need to launch this fair arose in 2002 is proof that despite the work and incredible achievements of generations before, of professionals before Turia and myself, we'll, we still need specific spaces for dialogue, discourse, and action. Lumping all practices in the firmament of artistic production leads to a dull and fraught perception of a reality that does not exist. It is only when we fully grasp the full breadth of the nexus that links Nairobi to Johannesburg, to Dakar, to Salvador do Bahia, to St. Lucia, to New York, to London and back to Dakar again, that we will perform the full political, cultural, cultural and artistic power that inhabit that space. In many cases, an artist's origin may not seem important to the interpretation of the work, especially if that work does not explicitly address Africa. And often, artists do not want to be reduced to categorizations of identity, gender, or even specific practices. But there is often a fine line between acceptance and assimilation that leads some to argue for blending in, but that never solves the underlying issues. So I ask, do we want to settle for acceptance and assimilation? I don't think so. It is about independence, recognition, and respect, and this status is never given, it is taken, and by force if that need is. As I said last year, while they are up there doing the business of the cash, we set, we set up shop down here with the business of the mind. Reflecting a paradigmatic shift in the presentation of recent histories, Forum will provide a space to think through the canonization of artistic practices, the perceptual issues relating to the key body of work produced by protagonists of African art in the 90s, awaits proper contextualization. It seems that the limiting conception of African modernity imposed from outside continues to hinder our understanding of its historiography. The notion of the canon is often sidelined, as our insistence on contemporaneity dominates the discourse of African art. This year, we'll focus key artists who have established the canon of contemporary African art. The artists will take on a headlining role, reinforcing their roles not only as producers, but as leaders of discourse and cultural production 
within a broadening ecology. This year we'll focus on the all-important tradition of artist talks, as they provide first-hand access to a specific practice. More than a platform for the promotion of a single practice, the artist talks will demonstrate how certain practices bear symbiotic relationships to one another. Furthermore, the artist talks will allow us to gain an insight into the nuanced partnerships forged by close collaborations, giving an ex experiential sense to the intimate exchanges and conversations. Forum will once again refute limited outlooks seeking to tie the ever-complex nature of contemporary practice to a geographic locality, but rather open a mind space that explicates the emotional, historical and political context of this temporality. Within this frame, the existing narrative of African art will be unfolded to reveal the reach of its histories as well as its futures. This year's program provides a day focus that begins today on the black artists who've made contributions to the British art scene over the last decades. Since at least the middle of the 20th century, British artists with backgrounds in the countries of Africa, the Caribbean, the South Asia, engage their art with wider social and political issues. Together, Britain's black artists challenge their collective invisibility in the art world to make their own exhibitions or create their own gallery spaces. The members who made up the Black Audio Film Collective and the Black British Art Group of the 80s and the 90s helped shape the very context concerning the binary of art and identity as we know it and deserve keen retrospection. So, I know you are all here to listen to John and Marlene and not to my revolutionary dreams. So, and without further ado, I will go on and introduce, please take seat, uh, go on and introduce our illustrious opening lecture conversation. <laughs> 